0: cake online what's baking cake nation and welcome back to the chemistry cake online podcast where chatting about chemistry has never been sweeter chemistry cake is online and today airs the first episode of our chemical education season we have got quite the lineup of folks to chat about this so i hope you are as hyped as i am Today's sweet guest got a double degree in chemistry and forensic science with a minor in criminal justice at Russell Sage College, got their PhD in chemistry at the University of Oregon, and currently is a clinical assistant professor at Boise State University. So folks, if you would help me in giving a fresh out the oven warm welcome to my friend, Dr. Lisa Eidel. Uh, Lisa, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you are doing okay, all things considered. Yeah, I'm I'm chugging along, Kate. Thanks for having me here. We are so happy to have you. Um, now, before we dive right into the work that you do, um, I was particularly fascinated by your favorite molecule, which you previously mentioned was perchlorate. Could you tell me a little more about why that is?
1: Uh oh, yes. Perchlorate is... Um, I would argue that's an anion, uh, but it's still molecule. But I first kind of learned about perchlorate in my first year of graduate school, we were asked to, in my physical organic chemistry course, we were asked to draw like practice drawing on the structures and we all got this one wrong Um, Mm -hmm. because it's so weird. The bonding is so weird. But on top of that, um, I, about a year later, I ended up joining my, my then uh, professors, uh, that physical organic professors, uh, Darren Johnson, his lab and studying anion sensing. And I got really interested in, um, in sensing oxoanions. And right around the time of my advancement, I think I I think it was around then I was reading or it might have been, shortly after the year, the year after that, but around that time I was reading papers to kind of look into a new area of, of sensing for quick fluorescence fluorescent sensing and um, just chose random anions that we had in our lab and perchlorate showed up as being a good good molecule to help with fluren- with our with our molecules to sense. Um, Perchlorate, and I was like, "Okay, now why do we care about perchlorate?" Mm-hmm. And around that time, a paper had come out talking about finding perchlorate on Mars. Ooh.
0: Because,
1: yeah, perchlorate was found on Mars as a hydrated salt. How cool oh is that? That is, so, <laughs> that is so cool. What the heck on <laughs> Mars? I was like. Well, we're going to basically make these anions and we're going to send them to Mars on the next rover to sense hydrated perchlorate (laughs) salt, but since then I kind of had like fell in love with perchlorate. It's also kind of unique in the sense that it, um, well, it's bad for us. (laughs) It it, it causes problems with, it interferes with the iodine channels and so it causes problems with our thyroids. and. I, I don't have a ton of evidence, but I have a working theory that some, some communities, I I had a friend in college actually, who, who um, was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and Mm -hmm. later found out that a good chunk of her community has had thyroid cancer, the community she grew up in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's gotta be a link here. And they found a lot of perchlorate in Mm -hmm. their water source. Mm -hmm. And so I. There, I believe there's a link. I don't. I mean, that's an anecdotal, anecdotal link, um, but it yeah. makes, it logically makes sense. Yeah. Um, but also, it's just really cool that it's on Mars. So
0: that is also yeah. I agree <laughs> that it being on Mars is very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Evidence for water on Mars. So. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Okay, now. Now I do want to I do want to dive into the work that you do. So you mentioned that you teach college students how to, quote, draw hexagons, arrows, and dots. Um, folks not immediately acquainted with chemistry may not know what that means. So would you mind telling the folks at home what you mean by this? Like, are, are you an organic chemistry professor? I am an
1: organic chemistry professor. <laughs> Got <it> right. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay, so, Tell me about the organic chemistry that you teach. Yeah, so I currently teach
1: first semester organic chemistry at Boise State, along with um, our intro to organic and biological chemistry. Mm -hmm. And first semester is a lot of just learning about structures, learning about um, drawing lines (laughs) and drawing lines in a zigzag pattern, drawing lines. With three lines that actually show that you've got two things there, but it's just really three lines in a row. Uh, railroad tracks and drawing lots and lots of hexagons, uh, <laughs> and then we introduce arrow pushing about part uh, part way through the term, and um, it's really focusing on learning that our arrows like to go from the rich to the poor. So I like to tell my students, "You're like Robin Hood." You're you're shooting you're stealing from the rich to give to the poor, and your arrow has to go toward the poor. And the rich are those dots. Our our arrows start at our dots, and they end at an atom or they end at a bond. Um, And so, really, that's I want to say I repeat that almost every class. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I'm not an artist by any means, but I can draw a hexagon.
0: (laughs) Oh, heck yeah. We love we love <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I have to I do have to ask because uh, you know, considering your your background in, in chemistry and forensic science and criminal justice and and now you're teaching, um, did you did you always want to be a professor or um, what's going on there. That yeah, that's a great question. I like to say if you'd ask me
1: when I was five, what I wanted to be, I would have said a teacher, um, specifically a special ed teacher. When I was 10, same thing. When I was 13, I would have told you a math teacher, right? and okay. I specifically math PhD. Don't know why, just I wanted that PhD, Don't
0: know
1: <laughs> 13-year-old me thought that was a great idea. Um, and then around the time I was like 16 or so, for some reason, I, I really wanted to work in forensics. Um, well, due to a couple different things, but really the idea that science does not tell lies, Mm -hmm. um, science can change, but science does not tell lies and it can support or deny things. And, um, I really like that level of evidence. Mm -hmm. Uh, to support or deny different justices Um, (laughs) and so I was drawn into forensics that way and went to my undergrad specifically for the forensics program um, that was there and when I was in my second year I kind of got cornered by both my biology and my organic professors and they were like you should go into one of the natural sciences rather than forensics and applied science. And I found organic to be hard. Um, I was challenged by it. It made me think a lot more and it felt like a puzzle. Um, And I love puzzles. So um, I've loved them before the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I also found when I was studying with friends that I was, I really enjoyed explaining concepts that they found really difficult Mm -hmm. um, and breaking them down. And I had a really amazing professor in college, uh, Dr. Tom Gray, and he was uh, an amazing mentor um, and, and, um, and just teacher. And I just, I found that I really enjoyed watching that aha moment I really enjoyed that teaching um, and finding new ways to teach that make it better um, for, mm-hmm. for the students because chemist, organic chemistry, in particular, is hard. Um, yeah. And we we can constantly be doing better. So I went to, I knew by the time I was done, by the time I was about, it, I think, a junior in, in undergrad, I knew that's what I wanted to do mm-hmm. um, and uh, kind of pivoted and went to grad school specifically to become a te- uh, professor. Um, I I focused my grad work. I like to also joke that I did kind of a 50-50, despite mm-hmm. that you're supposed to be doing mostly research and teaching just pays the bills. Um, right. but, I, but I really, and I'm, I'm sure that you, you resonate with this a lot, Cake, is that I really found um, teaching to be my lifeblood and, yeah. and took on finding new ways to teach, finding ways to teach through um, evidence-based teaching practices and, right. um, and sought every opportunity I could to be, be better.
0: So. Nice. So what then is your favorite thing about education? What is the, about teaching?
1: <sighs> That's a hard one. Um yeah. I think it's easy to say our students, right? Right. <laughs> um, and that's so true. That's not true, but it's more than that. It's knowing that that they are more than just students. They are people and they have a reason for being in my class and, and coming across my, my path. Um, and I, if I can... I just want them to walk away with one thing. Um, whatever that one thing is, is going to differ for me. For me too. I mean, I hope they walk away with more than that. Um, <laughs> but if they walk away with one thing um, and knowing that somebody believes in them, yeah. I think that that is so powerful. Um, and knowing that they can do hard things, because again, organic chemistry is hard. Um,
0: yeah.
1: They. They are able to be successful and it's just and it's not meant to be a weed at class in my opinion it should not be yeah Um, and knowing that they can do that and knowing that um that they can learn new things about themselves while doing something hard i i think that's another thing is like I enjoy teaching the whole student and not just the student that's sitting in my organic chemistry class. It's how do I study? How do I, how do I take a multiple choice test? It's also, Hey, I'm really struggling with my mental health and I need to talk to somebody. Um, And, and knowing that faculty are human and knowing that we want to, we really care about them and building those relationships and watching them be successful. I want my students So I want to know that my students are more successful than me one day.
0: Yeah, that's a, yes, that is very much a mood. Um, I actually had this conversation with a student the other day where I I told, like they had heard um, that I am notorious for being the quote strictest TA. And Mm -hmm. I said, you know, that might be true. That might, I, it's not so much that I'm strict, but rather that I want to challenge you because you think that your limit is here. And I see that your potential goes much farther than that. And I want to push you towards that potential that I see in you. Um, And one of the things that I love so much about teaching my students is getting getting to watch and witness firsthand their their progress and their growth over the course of of the term. Um, And, you know, the pandemic has made it a little challenging, right, because everything is so remote, But I still get to see, I still get to witness their progress and I get to see their, their eyes light up with that aha moment and them shifting their questions from, am I doing this right to, am I thinking about this right? And it's just like, yes, yes, you made it. Like I, and you know, I did tell them like one of these days you're going to be better than me. And that's when my job is done. Yep.
1: Yeah. And it's a belief in yourself too, like um yeah so much all of that uh (laughs) all of that it's um and I I have that reputation too but it's um I also got told today today was my last lab for the semester and one of my students Mm -hmm. goes you do have a heart even though you're really you're you like to think that you're really tough and people think that you're really tough you have a heart. (laughs) It's like,
0: yeah,
1: "Yeah, I really care about all of you. I truly, um, and, and being tough does not equate to, um, does not mean that we don't believe in them or, uh, and, and does not mean that we don't want them to succeed, um, setting those expectations because they, we know they can meet them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think, pushing them being this quote tough uh, means exactly that we believe in them because if we, if we didn't believe in them, then we wouldn't care and everything would just, in my opinion, everything would just be easy. And that's, that's (laughs) not what chemistry is. Chemistry isn't easy. (laughs) No, no, it's not. (laughs) So like, I think I, I told my students this. It's just, you know, one of the things I told them was, I don't need you to like me. I just need you to trust me. I need you to trust that we are in this forest and you have no idea where to navigate it. But I, I know how to get through the weeds. I just need you to trust so that I'm going to get you through it. And that's what I think that's what educators are doing is they're they're showing you through the forest that you have no idea how to how to navigate. And yeah, I'm not here
1: exactly i'm here to guide them i'm not here I, and guide their own learning um mm-hmm. i am not the be all end all of knowledge
0: right yeah because um, we're still learning too
1: yeah and i didn't write my textbook. <laughs> I <don't laughs> yeah. my textbook anytime soon um i think there are enough of them out there uh, <laughs> although i do love my te- the textbook i use i will say that yeah. but uh <laughs> but um I think that there is a different perspective and you're so right. Like if I did not care, it would be so much easier. Um, I would not be in my office at, at, till midnight most oh, days. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. I would not make a bunch of different assignments because I would just expect them to do, either they can do it themselves or they'll fit type of oh, personality. Yeah. And that's not me. Um, I recognize that we we require some incentive to do things, but also we require guidance and we don't always know what to do on what's good for us. Um, and I'm here to help with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that very much. Oh, wow. What a, what a discussion, sweet friend. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Yeah. Um, Thank you. But it does look like we are nearing the end of our time, but but not before, of course. I ask the most important question of this entire discussion: Are you ready for it? Okay. This is a very important question, Lisa. You have to. You have to make sure that you answer this. i got gonna get it right. <laughs> okay. Gotta get it right. Um, okay. So the question is: What is your favorite cake flavor, and why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, I love all cake. I've got to start that off. Uh, Is there a cake I do not like? Um, Not that I've met yet. Um, Mm. (laughs) I've got the biggest sweet tooth. I'm going to have to go with this now defunct. I don't even know what the formal name of it is. And it's now gone. They took it off the shelves. Costco used to have this, I think it had to be like five layers of dark like a chocolate with like a chocolate fudge and then chocolate and then chocolate shavings and it was oh so God. tall and so rich and so good
0: oh yeah um, i remember those cakes yeah
1: so good <laughs> uh, but like a chocolate with raspberry is one of my go-tos like a raspberry oh, yeah. raspberry like in inside of oh, the, yeah the layer but really any any cake it's good
0: yeah no that is that is the correct answer um, <laughs> you passed the test I don't like yeah oh man that sounds incredible like I, I I do have this partiality to chocolate cakes with fruit um, Raspberry is quite lovely. I also like orange orange with my with my chocolate cakes just because the tartness um cuts a little bit of the sweet and bitterness uh which i i really appreciate it does give it a totally different flavor profile and even a a different texture profile too i'd argue yeah Um, Yeah. but it's gotta be
1: fudgy like fudgy chocolate but fudgy -hmm. chocolate frosting is like the
0: best i like ganache
1: is it a ganache? I don't know if it's formally a ganache, but it's like... It's like thick. Yeah. It's like too, too thick. It's not a buttercream.
0: No, it's... Yeah, buttercream would be too it's light. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Lisa, thank you so much for joining me today. This was really such a sweet time. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it. I'm glad. Uh, And to the listeners at home, thank you for joining us today. I hope you also enjoyed the time as much as we did. And if you would like to uh, to follow the many adventures of Dr. Lisa, you can follow them on Twitter at ProfLisaE, which will be linked in the description. And of course, if you would like to partake in the hype and hop aboard the hype train, choo choo, you are more than welcome to follow me on Twitter at chemistrycake. Well, folks, that's all we've got for you today. This is your gentle reminder to stay hydrated, to keep the hype alive, and to edify our village. Be kind to one another and be kind to yourselves. Thanks for tuning in, Cake Nation. This is Chemistry Cake, signing off.